<laughs> God, that was the worst joke you've ever told. <laughs> Everybody and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco, and before we start, I have a couple questions for you guys. Mike, did the Colts add a top five running back yesterday? <laughs> they don't have to. Oh, good take. Walker, <laughs> did the Lions? Don't have to. Oh, come on. You know what this is? <laughs> what, yeah, what is this? it's a celebration, bitches. Ah. <laughs> uh. Taking full advantage of the fact that I discovered my computer could play sound through Skype. Yeah, great job. Woo! Really? I just got Christian McCaffrey. Yep, you traded for a good player. Good. good yeah. Play. I am. I'm throwing the entire script out the window. I'm throwing the entire podcast out the window. Welcome to the Christian McCaffrey cast. Uh, <laughs> I did not want the Niners to have Christian McCaffrey, and now I have the uh, is it the endowment effect? I was like, well, now that he's on the Niners, he's the greatest running back in the league, and this is the greatest move ever. <laughs> Christian McCastry. What's Oh, for the podcast? Yes. I saw the wheels going. So, all right. Um, there was also a football game last night. Let's go ahead and get started uh, talking about everything. But first, let's get the business out of the way. Uh, this is the Football Absurdity Podcast. We're part of the... Football Absurdity Team, which is a website, footballabsurdity.com, a Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash footballabsurdity, which they made me come on last night to talk about uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, the podcast, which is wherever you get podcasts, and uh, Discord, which a link will be in the description. If you want to get our Tuesday episodes in which we review all the games and usually preview the Thursday game, uh, except Walker and I punted on that this week because we had no idea what was going on, you can join our Patreon, patreon.com slash footballabsurdity. We have two people. We took advantage of that this week. We got Jonathan Y. Thank you very much. And Jonathan B. John B. I've, I've known this guy for a long time. Uh, <laughs> John B. John B. I've known him for a long time. Uh, uh, old something awful.com poster that I post with on Twitter. So thank you so much for joining the team. Uh, we very much appreciate your support. So we'll talk about Christian McCaffrey when we get to the 49ers, I think. But, but uh, let's get into that game from last night. So uh, last night's game. The uh, Cardinals beat the Saints 42-34. to 34. And uh, in this one, uh, just like we all thought, Andy Dalton, 361 passing yards, four touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely told people to play Andy Dalton. We didn't say, uh, we definitely didn't say, don't big brain yourself into thinking that this might work out for you, because it won't. Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't have. It's just that the Cardinals got up a bunch and the Saints were forced to throw. Yeah. So, uh, Mike, is this uh, something that you might trust going forward? Andy Dalton, 30 for 47, 361 yards, four touchdowns? I would say the answer to that is no. Okay. Is he is he a two-quarterback uh, two league second quarterback? Uh, I mean, probably, because bye weeks dictate that there's only going to be like 28 available quarterbacks. So, my guess is Dalton will be better than like three or four guys every week. But so better than Davis Mills. Sorry, Mike. Uh, Zach better Wilson. Zach Wilson and uh, Mac Jones slash Bailey Zappi. Matthew Stafford. Yeah, apparently Stafford. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think I'll ever have him higher than maybe like 20th. Yeah, this was just a flute game, like Walker said. Um, 
Did uh did either of you have a chance to watch the game? Any any thoughts on it at all on the overall game? It was just kind of weird. That was the only way I could describe it. It was a weird game. Yeah, I mean, I uh I watched the whole thing. Um, I would say, I mean, Arizona's offense certainly looked better. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. it looked great, but it looked better. I mean, obviously, fourteen of their points came from the defense, but um, yeah, Kyler was accurate. Um. When he needed to put balls into small windows, he was doing it. Uh, I thought his throw to Zach Ertz on a two-point conversion was especially impressive. He really put a lot of velocity on a short pass, and mm-hmm. it was perfect accuracy. Um, DeAndre Hopkins obviously had a massive uh, performance, 14 targets, 10 catches, 103 yards, I think it was. So, um, you know, great return for him. He looked fresh. Um, nobody else in the passing game really got going that much. Um, because they were running the ball so effectively. Mm-hmm. Kyler was scrambling effectively. Eno Benjamin looked really good. Keontae Ingram looked pretty good, spelling Benjamin as well. So uh, in terms of Arizona's offense, I thought certainly better, um, not great. I think getting Hopkins back helped Murray's confidence. But um, not having Marquise Brown out there, definitely it, it's still affecting the offense. And I think once they get their two top targets back, it could actually be pretty darn good yeah so uh you mentioned new coppins uh 10 for 103 14 targets mike would you slot him in as like a top 12 receiver for the rest of the season or do you think that a lot of this has to do with the uh saints passing defense which has been pretty bad well i think it's a mixture of both i, I wouldn't expect deandre hopkins to have 10 receptions every game but <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely going to be up there five to eight uh the Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins just are very synchronized. And when you have that synchronization, it's hard to pass up. So, you know, all those out routes, those little seven, eight yard out routes that D-Hop loves to run, Kyler Murray loves to throw to, you know, it's it's going to be, you know, easily five to eight receptions every single week. Okay, yeah. Um, the the In the first half, they highlighted how the uh, – there was kind of rust between the connection between uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray. And I was a little worried and that I don't know if either one of you noticed, but on his last catch, he was sitting at like nine, nine receptions for 80 or 97 yards or so. And he caught just this like five, six yard ball. And then he pointed at Kyler. So you could tell that, that, that by the end they were like, okay, let's get you that 10 and a hundred. Like they, they started being completely out of sync. And by the end they were like checking stat sheets together and, Making sure that uh, uh, Nuke got his score, his points on the on uh, on the way back. I think yep. Hopkins' leadership was important last night mm-hmm. too, with because uh, obviously Murray and Kingsbury had a, a bit of a shouting match, and uh, they had a disagreement. We'll say, yeah, they sure did. <laughs> and Hopkins was the mediator there and really got Murray calmed down and got him got his head back in the game. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I, I thought that uh, the Cardinals did a good job pushing through some adversity. And uh, good win for them. Yeah. Uh, Walker, we talked about on Tuesday, um, like, what are the Cardinals doing? What are they trying to be? What are they supposed to be? And this looked more like they had an idea of what they wanted to be. Yeah, they actually aired it out a little bit and spread yeah. spread the defense out like they you know, like they should. Um, mm-hmm. That's what they're best at. And they were able to do that, you know, and, and then it lightened up the boxes. So when they were running, they had big lanes to run through. Um yeah, this Saints defense is not very good. They were talking up Pete Werner on the broadcast like he's Luke. Oh, yeah, and come he's on, yeah. he's yeah. not good, dude. He's at best he's James Laurinaitis. 
Yeah, um, I was I was I was doing something and I heard them talk about Pete Werner and I like looked up from my laptop and I was like, really? Like Pete yeah. Werner? That's who we're doing this for? Talking like this guy's Matt Milano. He's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mike, let me ask you a question. Walker mentioned the lighter boxes, but you know Benjamin looked like a more explosive and dynamic runner. Do you think that it's a situation where um, you know, maybe they should go away from James Conner or this is a thought I had. They were very good last year with the Chase Edmonds role, which has basically been gone. Should they just slide Eno Benjamin into that role? Like eight carries, six targets or four targets a game and let him do that and just keep James Conner running up the middle <laughs> for four yards? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, Eno Benjamin had a good game for Eno Benjamin, yeah. but um, he he's much more dynamic catching the ball than he is running. So. James Conner, when he returns, will will re, you know return that role back to him, and he should. Uh, it's he's a step above you know Benjamin, but it's not like James Conner is a world beater out there. No, defenses aren't worried about him going 80 yards for a touchdown. That's for sure. Yeah, what's so funny was you know Benjamin had a 45 yard run in the first quarter, and then he was. I told I texted my buddy who has you know Benjamin on his team in our league. I was like, hey, he's already got a respectful day. He's got two for 52 and he texts me back in like the third quarter and he's like, he only has 57 yards. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he yep. got like six more carries after that. It's yep. just like, you know, he's, he's that home run hitter who will bash into the line. Whereas I agree with you, Mike, I think James Connor, like down to down carry to carry is a better runner, but, uh, Injo, Eno Benjamin, Injo, uh, can, uh, can hit that home run. And so I think that he's better suited for that role. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Ertz, Rondale Moore, I think that their down game, it was just, uh, it's a twofold thing. One, they had to get nuke his targets. They had to get him back into the fold. Two, uh, the defense gave them 14 points. So they didn't have to throw very much. Yeah. So I don't, I wouldn't worry about Rondale Moore or Zach Ertz going forward. Um, Robbie Anderson did exactly the thing that I said he was going to do. He's, He's going to play, play like a couple snaps and ran down the field. Yeah, he ran a nine route. Like, <laughs> I, I saw the target. And I was like, eh, there we go. There's his nine route. All right. Anything else either one of you want to talk about with the Cardinals before we move on to the Saints? No. Okay. Uh, let me ask you both this. Is Taysom Hill a must-start tight end? Scored another touchdown. He scored touchdowns in four, or five of seven games this year. Four of seven, sorry. Four of seven games this year. Um, weirdly involved all the time. I don't know if he's a must-start tight end, but he's definitely in the high-end streamer category. All right, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a flex guy. He he's he reminds me of Cordell Stewart a lot. I think Dave even mentioned that. Um, for your youngins out there, Cordell Stewart was the first guy to do um, pretty the original much original Taysom, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, so... When you have someone that's that multidimensional that is continuously involved in the offense, whether it's throwing, catching, running, he's more of a flex guy to me than he mm-hmm. would ever be a starter. Yeah, it's annoying because you can't like there's no metric you can use to like justify Taysom Hill. It's like it's just vibes, man. He just always makes it work because what he ball, does is yeah. so weird. Yeah, he's just three, involved. I mean, what was it last night? Two passes, three runs and a catch. Yeah. So. And he almost he, and one of his passes was almost a touchdown, the one to Chris Olave. Yeah, he got ankle better, tackled. Yeah, and if it was a better throw, he probably would have scored. 
almost he threw it so low and he barely got it to him. Yeah, almost the reason why Taysom Hill is not a full-time quarterback. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll always remember his first big completion, that that ball that was just like a balloon. Oh, that, yeah, that he was trying to throw like a 50-yard downfield pass and he <laughs> underthrew it by 15 yards and the receiver just happened to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the defender fell down trying to like redirect to it. So yeah. right. Emmanuel Sanders just had like a free catch on the ball because he saw it first. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was crazy. Yep, I do remember that too. Yeah, so... um. Chris Olave, seven for 106, 14 targets. I mean, um, Walker we... was right. Yes, Walker, Walker was. Walker had him as a top 12 receiver on the week. And so far, he too. so far he's he's the number one receiver on the week. So the number two receiver on the week behind. Yes. Uh oh, because he had fewer catches. Oh, I was talking about standard Walker. We always talk about standard scoring. Uh yeah 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 yeah. I've never heard. <laughs> of... Okay, I'll bite. What's uh what's PPR? um it's your pant it's uh your crotch area that's where your pp are folks (laughs) god that was the worst joke you've ever told um all right uh i don't think there's again not much to talk about with the saints passing game other than chris olave is a must start uh because uh wide receiver one i'm sorry wide receiver two through four, just gone in this game. Um, I wrote a little bit about Michael Thomas, about if him, if he ever comes back, if it might must things up for Chris Olave. Um, I don't think so. Uh, Chris Olave's two biggest targeted games before this one were two games with 13 targets each in weeks two and three, which Michael Thomas was in the game. And Michael Thomas, if you just look at the box score, you think he was very involved. Uh, 12 of his 22 targets came in the second half with them down by more by eight points or more. So it was basically like he didn't do anything until they were losing. And then they then they threw the ball to Michael Thomas. So he was weirdly not involved. So I think Chris Olave, uh, even if uh, MT and Landry come back sometime soon, should be all right. Um, and Alvin Kamara didn't even have 50 yards rushing. The guy's a bum. That's how this <laughs> works. No, seven right. for 56. He did. He had a classic Alvin Kamara game, but uh, like a true classic would have had uh, one to two touchdowns. But he just did yeah. Alvin Kamara things. So, um, Rashid Shahid, huh? Uh, yeah, great DFS play, apparently. Yeah. A- Anton Smith, uh, real Anton Smith vibes. Mike, yeah. do you remember Anton Smith? Yes. Yeah. The, just like he only touched the ball like 10 times in his career, but he had like 500 yards and five and 10 touchdowns. <laughs> like every time That's... he touched it, it was a 50 yard touchdown. It seemed like it. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Um, Anything else from this game we want to talk about? I think that's I think that's it. I mean, we should mention Juwan Johnson with his two oh, touchdowns. Yeah. Two oh. touchdowns. Completely forgot about him in the in the the Thursday night breakdown. Cardinals are bad against tight ends. Yeah, uh, and Johnson's getting five targets a game. So, hmm. um, you know, if he starts to catch more touchdowns, then he's a viable streamer. Yeah, next week he gets the Raiders, who the Raiders against um, tight ends are. Uh, give up the six months. Oh, they have given up the six most fantasy points, but they've only played five games. So something tells me they might be a little bit higher than sixth. Yeah, they are third in fantasy points per game to tight ends. Not so good. great, great matchup for uh, Juwan Johnson, though. So um, that's a great point, Walker. Uh, Juwan Johnson, he got the first catch of the game, and then it felt like he got the last two catches of the game, which were both touchdowns. That's what it felt like. Like he caught a ball, and then they like ran it a bunch, and then I look up, and he caught another touchdown. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> so, yeah. um, 
All right, Mike, anything else you want to talk about? You want to talk about this Kevin White catch and run? Yeah, I mean, you guys finally showed up. I mean, didn't he play for the 49ers, too, for like a year or two? He did. He was yes. one of those guys that they have now that with the new practice squad rules that gets like cut every Monday and <laughs> elevated every Friday. One of those guys with the new rules. Former, what was it, seventh pick? Out seventh of, pick. Uh, yep, for the Chicago Bears. Out of West Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. Yep. Seventh overall pick, and now he's been reduced to the same status as Tom Kennedy. Hey, you know what? That seventh round pick, uh, or seventh overall pick, uh, money still still spends. So that's all that matters. Then he, right. he he went after Amari Cooper, huh? But yeah. Cooper, Cooper went fourth, and White fourth. went seventh. Yeah. Two different careers, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'd say so. Uh, hold on, let me see that draft class. Uh, let's see. Not good at the top. Yeah, because I was like Amari Cooper Deon, and Kevin White in the top I seven. Think Deion Jordan went third in that year, or something like that. Uh, this isn't the right class. Oh, no, it is the right class. No, I think you're thinking of a different class, Walker. I think you're thinking of the one before oh, I'm thinking of the one, yeah, the the one with, uh, Eric Fisher at number one. Yeah, the legendarily terrible class. Oh, yeah. God, that was yeah. such a bad, bad class. This one actually wasn't too bad. Jameis, Mariota, Dante Fowler, Cooper, Scherf, Leonard Williams, Kevin White, Vic Beasley, Eric Flowers, Todd Gurley. Um, but, man, alive. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah. Tell me it's which not, one of these guys doesn't belong. Amari Cooper, Brandon Scherf, Leonard Williams, Kevin White, and Vic Beasley. <laughs> yeah, That's enough. picks four through eight. <laughs> and the Niners took, who did the Niners took? Eric Armstead. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, who did the Colts and Lions take? Uh, the, hold on. The Lions took Lakin Tomlinson, who ended up on the Niners. Right, 49ers legend Lakin Tomlinson. And then I want to guess the Colts took um, the wide receiver, uh, not Paris Campbell. Oh, God, what's his name? I'm right, I mean, though. Wide receiver? Yes, wide receiver. Um, He bounced Philip around. Dorsett? Dorsett. That's what I'm thinking. Philip Dorsett, current Houston Texan. All right, let's get into the games for this weekend. Let's stop playing uh, Remember. Let's Remember a Guy. <laughs> we could do that on Twitter. Name yeah, a random, that's right. Name a random guy. Go. I love I love naming guys. Baseball is great for remembering a guy. Oh yeah. Yeah, because there's so many guys. All right, uh, let's get into this uh, first matchup. It's Atlanta at Cincinnati. Both teams are three and three, which I neither one you would expect to be three at three at this point, but from different directions. Uh, this is a 47 and a half point over under. Cincy six point favorites. Um, no new injuries noted for Atlanta. Just wanted to mention Casey Hayward did go to IR um, after last week for, again, trying to tackle Devo Samuel. <laughs> One of the more insane injuries that I think that I've seen because uh, he just was not strong enough. Uh, for Cincy, um, Hayden Hurst, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase all spent time on the injury report with various lower body injuries this week. They're all off the injury report. Should be good to go. So, Mike, this is your game. What question do you have for this one? Um, so who wins who wins the ugly? Um, and what I'm talking about here is the Cincinnati of, offensive line, who's allowed 22 sacks on the season. They're 29th worst in the league against the Atlanta Falcons defensive line, whose um, sack rate is only nine and they're 31st worst in the league. So who's going to get the advantage over who on the defensive or offensive front? I think so. 
over the last couple games, I kind of feel like the Cincy offensive line has started to play better. It's not necessarily shown up in all of the box scores, but they're not looking as incompetent as they looked in the first four weeks of the season. You know, so um, and the Falcons last week um, were mostly playing 49ers backups at some point. And like they let Jimmy Garoppolo throw for 250 yards and two touchdowns and they weren't really getting that much pressure. So um, I think that I think that the uh, the Bengals win this one. um, I'm sorry, the Bengals offensive line wins this one against the um, defensive line of the Falcons. And yeah, uh, after taking 13 sacks in the first two games, uh, Joe Burrow has taken two, one, two and three. So that's what eight sacks over the last four games. Yeah. So. That's not too bad. Yeah, that's. I mean, considering you took 13 in the first two games. Yeah, they're gelling. That offensive line's gelling. Yeah, they're coming together. So I think it'll be the uh, Cincy O line. Yeah, I agree with that. I I think Jeff covered it. Okay, perfect. Um, So players in this game, uh, are we starting a Falcon not named Kyle Pitts? Are we starting Kyle Pitts? I wouldn't even start Kyle Pitts. Ooh, wouldn't start Kyle Pitts going up against Cincy. The Bengals are a neutral matchup for tight ends, but you're still not feeling Kyle Pitts, huh? No. Uh, I have Pitts at nine. So Ky- Kyle Pitts or Hayden Hurst? Hurst. Hurst. Okay. Uh, tight ends playing up against the um, Falcons this year are scoring 17.2 PPR points per game. Nice. Yeah, I have Hayden Hurst as tight end seven. This yeah. Uh, Kyle Pitts is averaging 7.2 PPR points per game. The difference between them is tight end 12, Pat Fryermuth, who is 9.9 PPR points per game. Great. So that's how that's how bad they're doing uh, against tight end and how bad Kyle Pitts is doing. So not even, so no Falcons then. Um, I think you can maybe play Drake London. Okay, Drake London. Mike, what do you think? I, yeah, maybe Drake London. Um, outside of that, no, like. Is there just nobody there right now that that I think is startable? Nope. The correct answer is Ol- Olamide Zacchaeus, if I could say his name. Hell yeah. Olamide. He was my sneaky stash of the week, Mike. Uh, was he? he? Yeah. He has Russell Gage syndrome where he's just like wide receiver 40, and he'll always be wide receiver 40. Um, all right. And then on the Bengal side, is there anybody that you're sitting uh, among the usual suspects? No. I mean, I, I'd even consider playing Tyler Boyd in this matchup. I, I think yeah. the Bengals are going to do really well on offense. Yeah, I mean, the Niners are not a... I mean, they they put it all together last week, but they're not a great passing game. And the Falcons, as bad as they are against tight ends, they're that bad against wide receivers as well. So uh, they allow the they're third banged up, too. The defensive backs are a little... They yeah, are. Casey Hayward went on IR. Yeah, so they've got, like, Darren Hall and Mike Ford playing big-time minutes. Oh, it's boy. Perfect. Not great. Uh, so pretty straightforward game. All right. Uh, Mike, who is your win-loser draw for this one? Win-loser draw, Chase, Higgins, Pitts. Uh, Walker, would you like to go first? Sure. Uh, I will say win, Jamar Chase. I think he has another really good game. Draw, T. Higgins. So he gets like six for 90. And lost, Kyle Pitts. Because Falcons don't prioritize him. All right, I'm going to go win T. Higgins because he's going to bounce back. They're going to make sure he gets involved after his injury kind of left him a little wonky for a while there. Uh, draw Jamar Chase, but that's still a huge game. That's still a top seven wide receiver game. I'm sorry, 
lose Jamar Chase, that's still a top seven wide receiver game, and draw Kyle Pitts, two for 19. The classic Kyle Pitts line, two for 19. All right, um, we all have Cincinnati winning this one, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Next game up. Hold on, did I forget to make a trivia question for this game? Oh, God. I did. Uh Uh-oh. You got six questions. I got six questions? Yeah. All right, well, there's no there's no uh, trivia question for this one. All right, uh, Detroit at Dallas. Detroit is one and four. Dallas is four and two. I do have four trivia questions. So we're oh, so okay. good. Yeah. Uh, 48 point over under. Dallas, seven point favorites. Um, injuries in this one. DJ Chark is not playing. Does DJ Chark still exist? Yes, because you, okay. I, uh, there were pictures taken of him in a walking boot. Uh, deep plate technology is pretty good these days, Walker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, he was at the Lions facility and everything, though, so it makes sense that he still exists. Okay. Um, could be a ghost. Uh, just saying. Josh Reynolds uh, should be playing with an ankle injury. He's listed as questionable. And then DeAndre Swift, the most impactful injury that's most up in the air in this game, is uh, a true 50-50 with his ankle and shoulder injuries. So luckily, this is a 10 a.m. game, which means that uh, 10 a.m. Pacific, which means that, again, as I remind everybody every week, we'll know by 8.30 if he will be playing. So uh, an hour and a half before the game kicks off, there will be an inactives report. That'll be a plenty of time for you to set your rosters. So enjoy your Saturday. Don't worry about it. Don't panic yet. <laughs> You'll know on Sunday morning. All right. Uh, for the Dallas side, uh, Dalton Schultz will be back with his knee injury. Uh, C.D. Lamb is off the injury report with his hip. And I... <laughs> I don't know. I guess they're benching Cooper Rutch for this Dak Prescott guy. I guess he had a hurt thumb. He seems to be playing this week. So he'll be back. Full go. Uh, Walker has Dak Prescott at four. Mike, what do you think about that? Yes, that's, that's, I think that's pretty high considering how he's just coming off an injury. But against the Lions, um, it makes sense in, in the same way, too. So I'm not fully against it, but I'd be surprised if, if he would actually hit top four status i have to start him in a league so i think four is too low i think he's quarterback one this week quarterback one baby let's go all right so my question is um so it's kind of a battle of uh guys that are on the periphery in this game uh because uh josh reynolds has been coming around um we kind of forgot about him because the uh, Lions are on a bye, and then Michael Gallup hasn't been coming around. So Michael Gallup in three games this year, uh, coming off of injury, has is averaging five targets, three receptions, 29 yards, and he scored one touchdown. And Josh Reynolds in his last three games has 10, 8, and 10 targets, uh, averaging 90 yards and six catches per game. Who do we think is a better option in this game? Because Michael Gallup gets the better defense to go up against, but Josh Reynolds has been more involved. So who's a better option in this game? Uh, if Reynolds plays, I think he's the better option because I just think he'll get a lot more targets. Yeah, Michael Gallup is sort of the sort of that guy that if you if he scores, it's going to be like a touchdown on like two receptions for you know. 37 yards. So, um, Josh Reynolds is more of a PPR kind of player where he's going to get four or five catches for, you know, 65 yards. There you go. Perfect. Um, 
All right. Uh, so starts in this game. We're starting. Are we starting Josh Reynolds? We'll start there. Uh, in three wide receiver leagues, you can. In two wide receiver leagues, I would not. Not not as long as Amon Ra is healthy, I can't start Josh Reynolds unless I'm in a desperate situation for a flex spot. Then he's like one of my guys. I'd be like, okay, yeah, I can ride with them. So if you're me and Scott Fishbowl. <laughs> yeah, Scott right, Fishbowl yeah. probably would be a good example for, for that. Yeah. Because I am in a desperate need for a, for a start in Scott Fishbowl. Um, all righty. So trying to think who else. Uh, we're starting Swift if he plays, right? And yep. Jamal Williams if he doesn't? Yep. Standard leagues, I wouldn't mind starting Jamal Williams. Oh, just in general? Yeah, just because I, he he's like always good for like a one yard or two yard touchdown. So yeah, that's true. Know. You're 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 a super old school touchdown only leagues. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember those days. Oh man, we kicked around the idea of doing that, and everybody was just like, "No, <laughs> yeah. we have the technology to not do that." No, thank you. Um, alrighty, and then um, we're starting Amon Ross St. Brown. Are we starting T.J. Hawkinson? Up against this Dallas team that's uh, done a pretty good job at start stopping opposing uh, tight ends. They're sixth lowest in tight end points allowed this year. Yeah, I'd rather not play Hawkinson in this game, um, but you might have to. I mean, there might just not be a situation where you can get a better guy. But, I mean, I'd rather play Gerald Everett. I'd rather play Hayden Hurst. I would have rather played Taysom Hill. So, Why can't the Lions find a good tight end? I mean... They've had, uh, I forgot who was before Eric Ebron, then Eric Ebron. Pettigrew. Oh, Pettigrew, that's what. Now now they have uh, TJ Hawkinson, and they all drafted these guys in the first round, I believe, right? Yep. I don't get it. I mean, Hawkinson, I think Hawkinson's good at football. I just, it, he's not as good as St. Brown or Swift, and so he gets relegated to a small role. It's kind of like the Tyler Boyd syndrome, where it's like he's not as good as these other guys on the roster. So Who he are gets, really good, yeah. Yeah. So it's not saying that he's bad, but it's saying that uh, he's not as good as the other guys. So So if he just, was on Baltimore and not Mark Andrews, do will we see Mark Andrews kind of production out of TJ no. Hawkinson? No. I, I mean, Mark I Andrews is... He's I not think, as good as Mark Andrews, but like... Uh, Dal- no, put him on I, Philly, I he, he could do a Dallas Goddard, I think. Um. A pretty close approximation. Pretty close, yeah. yeah. Almost Dallas Goddard, yeah. I, I would say that that would be that would be fair. I mean, he could do what he could do what Zach Ertz is doing in Arizona, I think. Yeah. So, uh, breaking news: Christian McCaffrey is twenty three on the Forty Niners instead of twenty <laughs> instead of twenty two. The Niners just sent out the promotional email to say buy his jersey. I don't know. I about think we're going to have a lot of breaking news about Christian McCaffrey in this episode. <laughs> there may be some trivia about Christian McCaffrey. In this <laughs> yeah, episode. I'm not surprised. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 23. <laughs> hey, nobody likes you when you're 23. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's a song. Who's, who sings that? Blink-182, who is That's back, true. and they're like 50 and singing about how nobody likes you when you're 23. <laughs> it's, it's moved on from being an anthem about them to being about kids these days. Um, <laughs> all right, Dallas, are we starting everybody? I'm talking Zeke, Pollard, Dak, Gallup, Schultz, uh, CeeDee Lamb. Are we just starting the farm? No, I don't think so. Uh, I would start Dak. I would start Elliot. I'd flex Pollard. I would start Lamb. 
Gallup I would try to stay away from, and Schultz I'm not excited about either. Mike, what do you think? And I meant to ask you first, Schultz or Hawkinson? Well, I want to know why Walker's not excited about Schultz. Because I don't know how much he's going to play, and I just don't trust his knee right now. Okay. That's, That's true. He was a scratch in warm-ups last week, so that is yeah. a, a valid concern. He's a good. It's a good matchup. I mean, on paper, you would think that he would smash here, but I just I don't have a good feeling about Schultz's health right now. That, that's verifiable. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I everything that Walker just said, I I don't have a problem with. So, okay, cool. Mike's like, I agree. All right, I agree. We all have Dallas winning this one, and my win loser draw that I did on the fly. Uh, three guys that I didn't really talk about: C.D. Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott, and Jared Goff. Loss: Goff. Draw: Lamb. Win: Elliott. Oh wow! Okay. Elliott's a top twenty guy for most people this week, uh, despite yep. being like running back like thirty-five on the year or something. Yeah, they keep he, forgetting who they're playing. Yeah, I have him at sixteen this week. Yeah, team uh, so bad they made Rashad Penny look good, folks. Yeah, they Got did. Him. Wow. Um, yeah, golf draw, CD Lamb win, Zeke loss. Okay, one guy I forgot to ask specifically about if we're starting, Mike Tony Pollard. I, I, yeah, I, I could throw Pollard out there as well. Um, he should do just equally as, as Zeke. So if you feel good about starting Zeke, then you should be able to throw out Tony Pollard. Cool. We got a Dallas clean sweep on this one. Next game up. Uh, the Colts are counting down to Tennessee. They are 3-2-1 going up <laughs> against the Tennessee Titans at home. Mike wasn't there for the Tuesday episode, Walkers. So I get to use that again. Uh, Tennessee is 3-2. and two. Uh, This is a 42.5 win over under. Tennessee, 2.5 point favorites. For Indy, Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor set to return. Uh, Deion Jackson is off the injury report with a quad. And Mike, I need you to go talk to Shaq Leonard, please. Every week I play this stupid game with this guy where it's like, oh, he practices all week. And I'm like, all right, let me cut his back up or let me let me use that roster spot for something else. And then he's out on Friday again. Yep. Killing me. Yeah. So frustrating. Well, in Frank Wright's press conference, um, it's more the Colts not starting him than Shaq um, Leonard not starting. So it looks like he'll be able to come back next week. Okay. If you read through the sort of the coach speak of what he was saying today. Well, I went to I was going to hang on to him, but then I saw somebody in my league uh, dropped Matt Milano on his bye week because they were in roster hell. So I will have Matt Milano to deal with instead of Shaq Leonard. So huh? I think I think I'll be OK. Um, yes, uh, real quick trivia question. Did you know in 2019, Chris McCaffrey had 2,392 total yards and 19 touchdowns? Just uh, just a fun fact about the newest San Francisco 49er. All right. <laughs> Uh, injuries in the, for the <laughs> Kyle Phillips is questionable with a hamstring injury. Mike, what is your one big question for this game? Can the Colts shore up a big game from Derrick Henry? What do you mean by this? Um, keep keep the Tennessee for, um, on a on a routine basis of like third and five, third and eight, instead of short distance of third and two. So. If they can keep Henry off the field for the most part, um, keeping it like they did against them in the, the third and fourth quarter of the first game that they played, where it was all Derrick Henry the first half, and then the second half, the Colts kept them, you know, third and five on 
a regular basis. So shoring uh, him up would be third and five, third and eight, third and ten, third and long. Um. So, uh, Walker, what do you think? Do you think that the uh, the Colts can stop uh, Derrick Henry? Um, to a point, yeah. I mean, I, I think Henry will get in the end zone, and I think he'll get a lot of touches, but I wouldn't expect, like, a super efficient game. I would say something like 23 carries for 90 yards and a touchdown and, like, two catches, you know? So just a, a very solid Derrick Henry game, but I think that the Colts can do enough to – uh, I, I think the Colts can do enough to win this game. I do. Okay. Uh, Walker, somebody in the Barf League just added Brandon Bolden. So maybe they uh, listened to your uh, sicko yeah. stash of the week. Let's go. I guaranteed eight points. Yeah. All right. This is, I'm going to, I'm going to let uh, a guest host give my thoughts on what I think that um, Derek Henry is going to do in this one to the Colts defense. Cause I'm okay. mad at them. A lot of people ain't going to be able to take that over and over and over and over and over and <laughs> Over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> I think that he's going to run through their faces over and over and over and over and over. Thanks, Marshawn. He's going to go beast mode on them. Yeah. Uh, you guys, uh, we, we often talked about how we needed sounds on this, and you will be sick of them very soon. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, I think that Derrick Henry, uh, I'm just mad at them. So I hope, I hope uh, for benching Shaq Leonard, he gets – 22 carries and 135 yards. Damn. I know, notice I said hope. All right, for the Titans, are we starting anybody that's not named Derrick Henry? No. Mm, no. Ryan Tannehill in two quarterback leagues? Yes. Mm. I have him at 18. I, I think he's fine. Yeah, that makes sense. 20. He, he'll finish somewhere in the top 24, so yeah. Matt Ryan or Ryan Tannehill? Ryan. Matt Ryan. Did you just say Ryan, Mike? Ryan. Mike, they're both Ryan. How dare you? <laughs> oh, that is true. <laughs> he wasn't even thinking about Taylor's first name. About, yeah, no, no, I wasn't. Yeah. yeah. No, no I, it's true. Yeah. So we're both going with Matt Ryan then. Yeah, so Matt Ryan. <laughs> All right. Uh, so don't start any Titans if or any Titans not named Derrick Henry. Uh, for the Colts, um, we're starting MPJ. We're starting uh, Jonathan Taylor. Um, are we starting Naheem Hines coming off of injury? I don't want to. I'm not doing that. Well, there's ha there hasn't been a really a reason to start him, um, even without the injury. So um, I don't I don't think there's a reason to start him now. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering too because Deion Jackson looked pretty good catching the ball if uh, if he was going to replace Naheem Hines potentially in that role in the offense too. So that's something to monitor. Yeah, Mike doesn't think so. I don't think so. Um, Naeem Hines is, has just way too much straight ahead speed. Um, That's but, fair. Um, yeah. I, I could see Deion Jackson getting some kind of playing time, whether it's bashing through the goal line or something. Okay. I don't think he's going away. Okay, yeah. Um, and then uh, are we starting Alec Pierce? Uh, I think he's a really good flex. I have him at 28. Nice. Mike's just like, hell yeah. yeah cool. <laughs> Mike, are you starting Alec Pierce this week? I wouldn't mind starting him at the flex. He's he's more of a touchdown boomer bust kind of guy. He's getting like two or three receptions, um, but he's, um, you know, big play potential. 
touchdown potential and true potential, not just, you know, random, you know, he needs to catch an 80 yard bomb kind of thing. Um, so they look for him down near the goal line and those type of things. So his chances are high, but if you're looking PPR, yeah, I could see wide receiver 30 being something he could achieve um, comfortably. Fire him up because he's my boy. Let's go. Um, and then don't start the Titans tight ends. All right, Mike, what is your win, loser draw for this one? So before I start this, Jeff, you brought up, what was it last week? I think it was, or the week before about the Colts weird schedule. So this it's even getting weirder now that they're playing the Tennessee Titans. They've played every single team in their division, except for one twice. So yeah. they played Houston. They played uh, Jacksonville twice. They played Tennessee twice. But they haven't played um, Houston once. So That's so th- weird. Th- this thing is very weird. But anyways. Um, they played Houston in week one. They tied them. I think he meant that they haven't played them twice. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah but f- yeah, five division games in your first seven is crazy. That's yeah, so it's, weird. It's, it's nuts. Um, so that was a game Broderick. Would you think that they were, do you think Mike, do you think that that was just so the NFL could front load uh AFC South game so that they didn't have the uh like desire or call to flex them later on in the season and be like, all right, we're going to put Jags Titans on Sunday night football. <laughs> <laughs> you know, knowing the NFL, that's probably exactly what they yeah. do. They're like, let's just get the AFC South over with as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, that way we have we we can't go to them if we need to. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So um, the three players: Pierce, Pittman, and Henry. Uh, and that is Derek Henry, correct? Uh, correct, Derek Henry. Okay, yeah, not Hunter. Not Hunter Henry. Okay. Why would make... Why would we be talking about Hunter Henry? I don't know. Why Why? He's is, not in that, this game. That's Alec Pierce too, right? Shut up. Maybe maybe Damian Pierce. Not Damian Pierce. <laughs> All right. I am annoying Walker, so I will go first. Uh, <laughs> I, I will go uh, win for Pittman because he has been like his production has gone up in the last couple weeks. And I think that that continues. Uh, Pierce, I will go draw, which is going to be like 11 PPR points. And then lost for Henry, like I said, only 135 yards on the ground. <laughs> only 135. Only uh, amazing. What's wrong with you, Derrick Henry? I just need – I need – I I realize that that's what I've been missing. I need Derrick – those games – to watch those games where Derrick Henry just goes like – he gets like four straight carries and they're all are for like eight yards per carry. And they have three injury timeouts because he just bowls over a guy. Like that's <laughs> what I need to see. Uh, it's I, – I guess I'll go Pittman win – Henry draw Pierce also draw. I'm not going any losses. <laughs> no losses. No losses for Pierce. Walker will take no L's. That's correct. All right. Uh, who wins this one, Mike? I got Tennessee in this one. The only person without faith at te- the Tennessee t- or with the Indianapolis Colts. Yes. I'm picking the Colts, baby. I'm picking the Colts, baby. Let's go. They can't beat Tennessee. They, sure they can. Stuck in a rut. Mike, are you a Titan? Because you're the only 10 I see. All right. Green Bay 3-3, Washington 2-4. and As a 41-point over-under, Green Bay 5.5-point road favorites. Um, For the 
Commanders, I realized I did not put Carson Wentz in this, but uh, Taylor Heineke will be playing in this game. He'll be starting for at least the next month. Uh, Deami Brown is out with a groin injury. Jahan Dotson out with a hamstring injury. That was a late week addition. And um, Logan Thomas also out with a late with a calf injury. Um, if you are in a shallow league, you can move on from Jahan Dotson. These late week hammy things usually cost them two games because it's about a week and a half to recover. Or so and late, it usually costs them two Two games, so if you need to move on from him, you can. Uh, for the Packers, Randall Cobb and Christian Watson are not playing with ankle and knee injuries, respectively. And if I just talked really weird, it's because my cat is kneading my my leg and she is putting her claws in me, so it hurt. Um, all right. Uh, Walker, what is your big question for this game? Can we start any Packers with confidence? <sighs> with confidence? Yeah. Uh, the undue confidence of Aaron Rodgers? Sure. But with actual confidence, no. Uh, yeah. It would be Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon for me, but the commanders have been pretty good up front. I mean, they um, they stopped. I mean, uh, they stopped David Montgomery last week. Not too yeah. not too shabby. And um, Khalil Herbert just had the one long run. So they're 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 18th, but they're pretty stout defense. So, I mean, not with confidence. Like if I could help it, I wouldn't start any Packer. Maybe Alan Lazard. Yeah, I'd start Lazard this week. I, I I teed this up mostly as a um a way to cape for Lazard. Um yeah, I, I think that he's a really good wide receiver to play this week. Uh he's he's been getting you uh you know double digit points. He's leading the uh he's he's leading in red zone targets, so they look for him, you know, in third downs and scramble situations in the red zone. So I like his role for fantasy production and uh yeah, he he seems to be Rogers' favorite target when the chips are down. Okay, Mike, what do you think? I don't know about confidence. Um, I'm sure if one will do good, whether it's Dubs or it's it's Dubs, right? It's not Dobbs or it's I don't Dobbs. Dobbs. Um, it's one of these. Romeo. It's not Romeo Dabs, Jeff. <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, Lazard, one of them is going to do something, um, which is okay, I guess. But if one, if you're rolling the dice and one of the players is going to, you know, do something, you don't know which number it's assigned to which player, then I don't have any confidence in any of them. Okay. And, uh, are we benching Aaron Rodgers this week then? Um, you can I think because you can probably get Matt Ryan or Jacoby Brissett off waivers and I'd rather start either of those guys Jake Brisket over Aaron Rodgers that's right you heard that's, it here that, first yeah that is something that only yeah that would not that be. is something that I don't disagree with and that's something I don't disagree with either which, uh, but it's something that is not going to be said more than probably twice in our lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so we talked about the Packers. Packers. Let's talk about the commanders. Uh, I want to start with this commanders running back situation. Uh, we got Brian Robinson, who's getting a ton of carries, uh, not doing much with them. You got uh, JD McKissick, who was mostly phased out of the game last week. Uh, and then you've got Antonio Gibson, who basically played on one drive. Um, I am going full hands off on this backfield for like the next two weeks, just so I can see what is happening. 
yeah, I mean, I don't think that's a terrible idea. I, I mean, I, I have Robinson at 28, Gibson at 30, and McKissick at 39. So I wouldn't want to play any of these guys. Um, but in deeper leagues, you might have to flex Robinson or Gibson. And I, actually, I have to play J.D. McKissick in a league this week. So, you know, not terribly excited about that, but we'll get through it. Uh, you know, team will be better for it. We, we get better through adversity. <laughs> you know, just as long as everybody goes out there every week, plays hard, gives 110%, you know, leaves it all out there on the field. That's all you oh, can Oh, yeah, have. you know, the boys are out there just giving 110%. <laughs> and they're, you know, you know, it's, you know, go get a stick, uh, go to Timmy's after the game, you know. <laughs> all right, are we starting Terry McLaurin or Curtis Samuel this week? Uh, yeah, I'll play Samuel. Yeah, I... Curtis Samuel, even though he's fallen off since um, week three or two or whatever it was, um, he's still the only guy you can trust in this situation. Um, we know that McLaurin disappeared with Haskins, not Haskins, uh, rest in peace, um, Heineke, uh, um, when Heineke was a quarterback all last year. But McLaurin's disappeared with Carson Wentz, too. But uh Either way, I don't trust McLaurin, McLaurin at all. The only one that I can really trust is Curtis Samuel. Maybe a tight end. Whoever the tight end is, is going to be Bates starting. John Bates, baby. John B- <laughs> Walker's Bates favorite player in the NFL. I love John Bates. Uh, um, all right. And then um, I think that does it for the start sitting this game. So, Walker, who is the win, lose, or draw? Uh, Brian Robinson, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin. Uh, lose, lose, and lose. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, Brian Robinson lose because there's not going to be a muffed punt like 15 yards from the goal line so that he can get a <laughs> touchdown again this week. Yeah. Um, Curtis Samuel win because he's going to get, I think he's going to get really involved with Heineke kind of, um, Dump, dumping it off a bunch. Yeah. Dumping it off. And then Terry McLaurin lost because, uh, Heineke sucks. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go with a McLaurin draw, which is like a wide receiver 38 performance. So he'll have like four for 48. Woo! Um, loss for Robinson. I think he has like 15 carries for 20 yards, you know, 45 yards and no touchdown. And then a uh, win for Samuel. I'll say he catches like eight passes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mike yep, agrees? That's how it- yeah, that's how I see it as well. Um, All right, Mike has to go first for the next one because he's just agreeing with stuff. It's Packer. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's I guess it's Packers time. I'm picking the Packers. We're all picking the Packers. Pick a yeah. pack I'm, of pickled Packers. I'm sure. picking the Packers. All right, next game up. I'm packing the Pickers. Uh, Tampa Bay travels to Carolina. Tampa Bay's 3-3. Three and three. Carolina is 1-5. This is a 40 and a half point over under, which is very low when you consider that Tampa Bay is 11 point favorites. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a I mean, Carolina, Carolina's implied point total is like 15. Yeah, it's very bad. Um, all right. Julio Jones uh, no longer exists. Uh, he's out with the knee injury and they're taking the long view with him. Cam Brate is also out with the neck injury. That was a scary hit last week, but seems like he's recovering. OK, just not ready to play football again. Uh, Christian McCaffrey won't be playing in this one because he will be on the wrong coast. He will be at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, California. Uh, Visca Chenault is questionable. Baker is doubtful with an ankle. And Sam Darnold is still not ready with his ankle injury. So let's go to some trivia if I can find it. Here we go. 
Tampa Bay at Carolina. I would like you both to please direct your attention to the screen. The Panthers last beat Tom Brady in 2017. Who led the Panthers in targets in 2017? DJ Moore. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Walker knows the theme of the episode. 40 San Francisco 49ers legend. legend. <laughs> led the team in targets that year with 117 targets. I actually didn't go into that one uh, thinking that would be Christian McCaffrey. I thought it'd be like Devin Funches or Kelvin Benjamin. And I was like, huh, even better. <laughs> well, good for you, Jeff. Yes. So, um, all right. Um, for this game, my one big question. Uh, do we even I start agree. any player on the Carolina Panthers at all ever again? Uh, I mean, good Lord, good God, Jesus Christ, what a disaster. I agree. Is the answer no? <laughs> I don't want to start DJ Moore. No, DJ I... Moore not, might not be there by the end of this weekend. That's true. He could get traded while we're recording. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> No, you can't play DJ Moore. You can't play anybody else that's on that's on the Panthers. So, I mean, maybe in better matchups, you can start whoever ends up taking over the running back job. But um, certainly not in this matchup. No, I, I don't want anything to do with anybody on that team. Okay. So we're full out on that, right? Yeah. There. Yeah, get, get it out of my face. Okay. Um, and we didn't mention, uh, how, how is Robbie Anderson being gone going to affect this team? Who cares? <laughs> The most impactful trade that they've made in the last week. Once LaVisca's healthy, they can just run LaVisca down the field to not throw it to him. Yeah. Is it is it a, a Terrace Marshall season? No. He's like the only guy left. He's it's like, not Shy hey. Smith season either. Is I it... Uh, who else is even there? I don't know. Uh, I don't remember. It's not Tommy, Tommy Tremble. How season. can you forget Tommy Tremble? Ian Thomas, baby. Um... All right, Ian Thomas. breaking news. The Carolina Panthers have traded Christian McCaffrey to the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> Let's go. It's not breaking news anymore. <laughs> it was when the suite was written. All right, uh, for Tampa Bay, uh, are we just firing up uh, Brady, Fournette, Godwin, Evans, firing yes. all those guys up? Yep. What about uh, the man that we kept calling uh, Aid Cotton? Kate Otten. Uh, decent streamer. Um, I have him as protection in case Mark Andrews doesn't play because um, Andrews didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. So mm-hmm. if if uh, Andrews doesn't play, then I'll just throw Otten into the lineup. I think he's, you know, I think he'll be fine. I, he'll probably have like five for 38. Yeah, Mike, would you uh, desperation play Kate Otten with the knowledge that that position is averaging between six and seven targets over the last uh, month or so? No, I mean, you'd have to be kind of like pretty desperate for Aid Cotton to be in your lineup. <laughs> Mike's, Mike's like, I can't imagine being that desperate. How could you possibly let it get to this point? Mike would be that desperate, but he's built different. I'm built different. Yes. Couldn't yeah. have, couldn't possibly be me. Couldn't be me. All right. Um. Very. This one's also a very straightforward game. Uh. We Tampa have a cl- clean Carolina Panthers sweep. 
Get out right, of my face. The right Carolina into Panthers the dumpster. Are the worst team in the league. They're so bad. How They're going to get worse. That's the crazy part. Yeah. Because they were already awful. And then they traded a guy who got 40% of their touches on offense. They are going to go like 2-15. and 15. It's going to be incredible. All right. You may never score a touchdown again. <laughs> here, lies, here lies the Carolina Panthers. They never scored. They never scored. All right, uh, next game up, uh, the Giants, who are 5-1, and one, travel to Jacksonville, who are 2-4, and 42.5 point over under Jags, three-point favorites. Uh, stop me if you've heard this one before. Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Toney will not be playing in this game due to injury. Uh, for the Jags, Jamal Agnew will be out. Jamal Agnew better than LaVisca Chenault, if we remember that take from last yes. year. Yes, um, it's, it's correct. It is correct. All right, Walker, what is your one big question for this game? Are the Giants a Saquon only proposition? Mike? Yeah. Um, I mean, I would like to say somebody else, Richie James, Darius Slayton, but no. Um, maybe Daniel Jones will get better by the as we get closer to the end of the season. I mean, he's gotten he's gotten better, but I mean, but he's still just below average. Uh <laughs> Yeah. So maybe he'll be average by the end of the season. That'll Are be- you caping for Daniel Jones? Is that what I'm hearing? I, I, I like me some Daniel Jones. Um, oh Daniel. Danny Pennies. Traniel Dimes. Traniel Dimes. Traniel, Traniel Jones. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, yeah, it's definitely all Saquon. Yeah. So um, I agree. It's a Saquon only proposition. Um, except we all forgot about Wandale Robinson. Yeah, I, I I need to see it in more than a gadgety type role, um, okay. but he's on my radar. Yeah, he was very limited last week. He played less than 15 snaps. I have a feeling that was by design to get him back into game action. Because, yeah. uh, oh, I don't know if you could look at uh, maybe Kadarius Tony and Candy uh, Galladay for guys who weren't ready to come back and came back. And I mean, they have what one healthy hamstring between them. Yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah. So, uh, all right. On the other side, um, are we starting uh, Trevor Lawrence this week? He was a hot, you know, top 12 guy to start the year, but it's kind of fallen off. Not against the Giants defense. Yes. Giants. Giants defense has been weirdly good. It's a weird thing to think about, um, especially against quarterbacks. The Giants are allowing the 10th fewest fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. Um, Between the Bears and the Rams, to give you an idea of how that defense is going. Um, what about the wide receivers in this game? Uh, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, uh, Marvin Jones. Um, I mean, I don't want to play. I don't even necessarily want to play Christian Kirk that bad, but I think you probably have to. Um, but then, yeah, Jones and uh, the, the Joneses, I, I would not be playing in this matchup, no. It's too hard. Yeah, it's too hard to to know exactly who who's the number one wide receiver on this team. Um, is it Christian Kirk? Is it Zay Jones? Is it Marvin Jones? Is it? I think they have another Jones too on that team. Um, so it's yeah, I, I, I it's just a bag of whoever. Okay, uh, Christian Kirk or Terry McLaurin? Oh yeah, they have Tim Jones as well. Tim Jones. Who the heck is that? They need Jim Jones, and they need to all drink the Kool-Aid. All right. Uh, Terry, Mc, Terry McLaurin or Christian Kirk? 
Uh, Kirk. Yeah, I'd go with Kirk. Terry McLaurin or Brandon Cooks, who has been a bust this year. I will say it. Why have we gone back to McLaurin? I'm sorry. I meant uh, Christian Kirk or Brandon Cooks. Uh, Kirk. Yep. All right. Uh, Christian Kirk or Deontay Johnson, who has all the targets in the world, but has is wide receiver 38 on the year. Uh, I'd still go with Johnson. I think it's a good matchup against Miami. Yeah. Um. He he just needs to put it in the end zone. Um. So I'd go Deontay. Excuse me. <laughs> he needs to put it in the end zone. <laughs> Excuse me. Zone. You all heard right. me. He needs to <laughs> score. All right. Uh. And uh. Has has uh. Travis Etienne reached the ranks of must start? Uh. No, not yet. But almost. Yeah. Uh, has James Robinson reached the ranks of must bench? In this matchup, yeah. Yeah, I yeah I agree with the against the matchup, but even even in an easier matchup, the 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 levels are switching here. Etn yeah. is getting much more. James Robinson is getting much less. It's you're, you're hoping I, I for a say, touchdown. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say must bench, but it's you're not wanting to play him. That's for sure. Okay, and then uh, who scores more points, Daniel Bellinger or Evan Ingram? Ingram. I got to go with Ingram because Bellinger is pretty much touchdown only kind of guy. You do not trust in the Philly special to Ooh, score him special. a rushing Philly special touchdown every week? Yeah, Walker! What? Win, who is your win loser draw for this one? Why'd you yell at me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Travis Etienne, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram. Uh, Mike, you have to go first. That's right. I said you would have to go first because you can't just agree. I, I agreed with the other one. Um, Etn, Kirk, Ingram, Etn, loss, Kirk, win, Ingram, draw. All right, I'll go Ingram, draw, Kirk, draw, Etn, draw. I agree with you both. All right, New York <laughs> Giants are going to win this football game. No, they're not. Mike agrees with me. I do agree. Well, I like how Mike can't remember who he puts down. Like he always says, <laughs> people can't see this because this is a video. But whenever it gets to Mike, he just has like wide eyes because he's like, oh god, who did I put? Who did I pick? Yeah, who did I pick? <laughs> uh, alrighty. Uh, next game up: Cleveland at Baltimore. Cleveland two and four. Baltimore three and three. Forty-five and a half point over under. Baltimore six and a half point favorites. Uh, injuries in this one. Cleveland will be without Denzel Ward, who was not able to clear concussion protocols in time. And for Baltimore, of more importance and note, J.K. Dobbins will not be playing in this game. He's undergoing arthroscopic knee surgery, it was announced today. He's going to miss the next four to six weeks. Uh, Lamar Jackson and Justice Hill are off of the injury report. And Rashad Bateman is a questionable, true questionable, with a foot injury um we put all and these I notes agree down. with your tweet jeff what, oh yes i was gonna that's what i was gonna ask oh, okay. uh yes uh i tweeted out uh jk dobbins is starting really starting to feel like one of those what if players are yeah. we starting to really wonder if the if injuries are just going to take him from us yeah yeah it's not looking good and it's unfortunate because he's a very talented player but uh yeah uh if you want to watch that style of running back, that home run hitter, then at least we have Kenneth Walker now. That's yeah. true. Kenneth Walker uh, uh, died so that, or J.K. Dobbins died so that Kenneth Walker could live. 
Yes. Yeah, we respect your sacrifice, J.K. J.K. Dobbins crawled so that Ken could be a walker. All right. <laughs> walker. I know. I, I feel bad making that joke because I'm sure you've heard a zillion of those jokes with your name, Walker. But uh, well, yeah, one time um, somebody made a meme where it was uh, the people seeing the walkers for the first time. And oh. it was just my face a bunch of times. <laughs> I, OK, that, I mean, that's pretty good. It was pretty funny. I mean, it's it's not low effort. That's that's what it t- with a last name like Crisco. Like I'll I'll take jokes as long as they're not low effort. So, um, alrighty, uh, Walker, uh, what is your one big question for this game? Is David Njoku a must start top six tight end? He's gotten there for me. It, yes, for me too. Yeah. Yeah, I was behind the eight ball and picking him back up, but if I had him anywhere, I would consider myself settled for, at tight end for now. Yeah. What about you, Mike? Yeah, um, where I have him, I just start him. I don't even like even thinking about it anymore. So um, that's easy. Yeah, top six, top five. I have yeah. four this week. Yeah, so David Njoku had six targets in his first two games. After that, he's averaging seven targets, six catches, and 77 yards. That's so good. Yeah. He looks that's, great up there, too. Yeah. Jacoby, I think we said it a couple weeks ago. Jacoby Brissett remembered who he was, which is a guy who loves tight ends. So, uh, folks. Jacoby Brissett, a real butt guy. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Um, uh, In this game, we're starting Lamar Jackson. Mike, don't say anything. Uh, We're starting Mark Andrews if he plays. If he doesn't play, are we going to play Isaiah Likely? No, I can't play either one of the tight ends there if Andrews doesn't play. Mike, are we starting Josh Oliver? Mike Andrews or Mark Andrews doesn't play. Mike Andrews. Mike Andrews. Said Mike Andrews. <laughs> Josh Oliver, San Jose State. That's um, right, baby. I want to say yes, just because San Jose State. But no. Him and Derek Dees. Derek Dees nuts. Um, Derek Dees nuts. Yeah. He's on the Lions practice squad. Um, by the way, uh, I just like to give a shout out to uh, Al Michaels last night, who called J.J. Watt. J.J. White. <laughs> JJ White. JJ JJ do be white. He do be white. Um He do be white though. Uh all right, so for Baltimore, if uh if Rashad Bateman plays, are we gonna play him or is this the coming off of an injury? I probably wouldn't play him coming off of a foot injury, given that he's a downfield speed guy. Uh I have a league where I kinda have to play him. Um but yeah, I'd I'd rather not. He's he's in my like flex range type guys. Mike, what do you think about Bateman this week? Yeah, he's a flex guy. I don't know how good the Browns' defense against the pass is. They're pretty bad, right? Yeah, they're well, not great. Yeah, the Browns are. They got tore uh, up by Bailey Zappi last week. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> or, Ziggy uh, Zappi. Yeah, they allow the seventh highest yards per reception. So Lamar Jackson should have a good game, which means that Rashad Bateman should have a good game, which means start them both. You should always start Lamar Jackson. Mike. Michael. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Michael. Um, so, I'm uh, looking for my mom. Thanks. Are we starting <laughs> Kenyon Drake in this game? Um, I, Probably, yeah. I mean, I think you could do worse as your RB2. I he I would start him. I would be actually happy to start him because he did well last week in a worse matchup. The Browns 
uh, are one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. So oh, there you go. I would fire him up. Yeah, sure. All right. All right. On the other side, uh, we already talked about Jake Brisket, uh, top 12 quarterback this week for all of us. Good start. He's only 10% rostered, so you can literally go pick him up right now in 90% of leagues. Um, what about Amari Cooper? Yeah, you're playing him. Mike? He's had, what, two bad games in a row, I think it is? So he, he should He's due have. for a good one. He's due. He's due, due good for, yes, exactly. All right. And we're starting to joke here. We're starting Chubb. Uh, Hunt, uh, RB25. Just the best flex option out there at running back every week. That's what you should do with him. Oh, yeah. Hunt's easy flex for sure. All right, Walker, what is your one? I'm sorry. What is your win, loser, draw for this game? Cream Hunt, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Lamar Jackson. I agree with Mike. Right. Okay. (laughs) No, I'm going to go with. Mike, what what was it you said? I I can't remember. Mike, can you remind me? Um, so Jackson win, Hunt draw, Peoples Jones loss. I'm gonna go Jackson win, assuming that Rashad Bateman comes back because he's been struggling without Bateman. Um, he hasn't, you know, his second passing option is Devin Duvernay, so that tells you right there why he's struggling without Rashad Bateman. Um, so I'm gonna give him a win if Rashad Bateman comes back and plays. I'm assuming he does. I'm going to give Donovan Peoples-Jones a draw, which is weirdly good for Donovan Peoples-Jones lately. If you want to hear what I'm talking about, listen to the uh, ranking show. Uh, Walker and I talked about that on Wednesday. And then Hunt, the loss, um, just because somebody's got to get the loss. And his loss is going to be like running back 29. Yeah, sure. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, I'll go uh, win Jackson, draw Hunt, loss, DPJ. All right, we got a clean sweep on Baltimore winning this one. That's uh, right. I did not mean to put Denver wins this game. I'm just put the Jets win the next game. I got distracted by my by my own takes. I did a double take on my own take, going this this dude doesn't know what he's talking about. All right, next game up, uh, 105 game, the first of the afternoon games. Uh, Jets travel to Denver. Jets are four and two. Denver is two and four. This is a 39 and a half point over under. Denver two point favorites. Uh, Elijah Moore, uh, not happy with his role, and I don't know why he is out for this one. Uh, Elijah Moore, one of the most targeted wide receivers uh, on the team. He is fully targeted. It's not like he's Braxton Berrios out there. Uh, For Denver, Russ is a game-time decision with a hamstring injury, and Melvin Gordon is practicing in full. So my question for this one, if you both could. uh, Oh, my God, it's playing sound. I don't want sound. If you could look at your screens. There we go. It's another round of Family Feud. It was playing music. All right. Yeah, let's go. So we got Family Feud again. All right. And I just have to pull I have to pull up my notes real quick so that I know which I don't accidentally unveil the wrong ones. So this the question for this one. All right. Stop playing the music. All right. The question. Which wide receivers from the 2021 NFL draft class have more targets than Elijah Moore does in 2022? Buzz. All right, Walker? Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown is correct. 
And he is number five. Mm. All right. Would you like to pass or play, Walker? Doesn't Mike get a chance to beat it? No, you get to choose if you pass or play. Oh, no, no, you're right. He does. You're right. Mike, can you beat Amon Ross St. Brown? And then that's right. I'm going to go Jamar Chase. Mike went with the number one answer. Mike, would you like to pass or play? Um, I'll pass. All right, Walker, we've got number one and number five. Uh, uh, Elijah Moore is sixth from the 2021 draft class among wide receiver targets. Who are two, three, and four? Um, Jalen Waddle. Correct. Devontae Smith. Correct. Josh Palmer. Oh, my God. I had my finger over the X. Oh, my goodness. Well Walker deserved. With a clean sweep. All right. Josh uh, Mike, Palmer. Uh, How did you pull uh, that? Holy yeah, hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, damn. Yeah. I was thinking that uh, Josh Palmer was going to be maybe your second or third guess. I was, I had my my mouse over the X ready to buzz you for it. Well, nice. so, I, got, I, I got your ass, Josh. Yeah. So Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith, Josh Palmer, Amon Ross St. Brown are the only guys from last year's class with more targets than Elijah Moore. And it, you don't have to remember how many targets they had because that is not going to be the tiebreaker this week. <laughs> I don't think I, I would have guessed Josh Palmer at all. That was the one that made me put it up there because I thought it was going to throw you guys for a loop. Yeah, like that was that, that was the one where I was like, ooh, Josh Palmer, that's sneaky. No holes in my knowledge. All right, who's tied with Elijah Moore from last year's class? There's two Wayne guys. Is- There's two guys from last year's class tied with 29 targets with Elijah Moore. There are? Yeah. Oh, um, I don't even remember who else was in last year's class. Come on. Oh, there's no holes in my knowledge. (laughs) I'm going to go Dwayne Eskridge. Walker, would you like to guess? Um, God, I can't even think of a player who was in last year's draft class. Um, Because I know it's not him. Uh, are they all still receivers? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, oh, okay. That's a good question too. Yeah, there's no trick question. Okay. Yeah. I I just wasn't sure if maybe it was like a tight end or something. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at a different bit of information. One of the guys I thought was tied with him actually has two fewer targets than him. Oh. Sorry. Um. Bateman. <clears throat> tied with him. Nico Collins was the guy I thought was tied with him. Okay. And then uh, Rondale? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Well, I made these question, this question before last night's game, so I don't know how many targets Rondale has now, but he wasn't on the list. I'll oh. give you a hint. He was a sicko stash who scored a touchdown last week. Ben Skoranek. Ben Skoranek has 29 targets this year. Jesus Christ. All right. Let's talk about this game. Uh, who wins the Battle of the Wilsons, Zach versus Russell? And because that should be a one-word answer from both of you, which offense is more surprising in different directions? Uh, Russell. And not because he's good, but because Zach Wilson's really bad. And then uh, which offense is more surprising? Well, I don't think the Jets' offense is good. So uh, that's not surprising to well, me. Well, Brees so Hall more, is good. <laughs> Brees Hall's good, but I thought he was going to be good. So, no, the Jets offense hasn't surprised me at all. 
No, it, the Broncos offense is more surprising in a bad way. Yeah, I I figured with Russell Wilson that uh, it would be um, dynamic, and they're not dangerously they, good. Yeah, dangerous um, with all that cooking going on. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's been absolutely abysmal. Stop playing the Russell Wilson on the FF. <laughs> Jesus. Um, he's, uh, he's been abysmal. So. Abysmal, huh? Alrighty. Um, let me ask this. Uh, Bree, other than Brees Hall, are we starting any Jets? No. Conklin, Wilson, uh, Corey Davis. Yeah, I know who they are, and I'm not playing them. I know. Um. You could start probably. You could play Corey Davis maybe. Um, Conklin, what was it? Two weeks in a row with Zach Wilson, he's flamed out. So, or was that just one week? No, it's two weeks. Yeah, he's got like three targets in the last two weeks. So Walker told me to stop playing sounds, but I was going to play. Oh brother, this guy stinks for Zach Wilson. So, (sighs) yeah, he does. All right, for the Broncos, uh, we are starting Cortland Sutton. And yeah. is that it? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay, I'm glad nobody said Greg Dulcich. I've been seeing some Dulcich, some Dulcich hype on the timeline. Don't do yeah. it. He ran no. 20 routes last week. Yeah, no, he's he's barely ahead of Eric Saubert. <laughs> the, Somebody we, scores a touchdown and the whole world just goes into crazy land. I know. Because uh, that's because people chase touchdowns at tight end instead of chasing four for 40, which is what you should be chasing, because right. if they score a touchdown, then they have a good week. Yeah, it's like, you know, you should have been on Jawan Johnson, not uh, this guy, whoever we're talking about. I forgot. <laughs> Greg Dulcich. Greg Dulcich. That's how good he is. All right. Um, what about this running back situation? Mike Boone, Latavius Murray, Melvin Gordon. I am handling it exactly like Washington's. I'm. Hands off if I can help it till I figure out what the hell is going on. I'm closing the border until our, our people can figure out what the hell is going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're not letting any Broncos running backs in or out. Yeah. Um, I think if you have to play one, Latavius is pretty clearly the guy that they want to play the most right now. But I don't think it's a good enough role in this matchup to warrant playing. So no, no thank you. Mike? Well, they came out, and I don't know how how much you can trust this, but I think they said that Melvin Gordon is going to start. Um, he started last week, though. Yeah, he did start last week, and then he didn't play much. Yeah, but I don't I don't know if they'd come out and say that if it was going to repeat the situation. Um, I, yeah, but I agree with Jeff too in Walker. I don't trust it at all. So hands off. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like uh, we might be wrong, but okay. Yeah, yeah like, if, I mean, if we're wrong, they score scores touchdown? like ten and a half points. Yeah, exactly. Whoop-dee-doo. So what? Whoopity doo! To quote the poet uh, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Yes. All right, I have the Jets winning this one. J E T S. Jets. 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 Uh, I'm going with Denver. I have the the Jets too. I think. That's yes, right. I do. Jeffrey and the Jets. That's me and the Jets. All right. <laughs> Next game up. Uh, Houston, 1-3-1, travels to Vegas, who are 1-4. and four. 
is a 45 and a half point over under Vegas seven point favorites. Uh, only one injury for Houston, and it's the same injury every week, which is Brevin Jordan is questionable with an ankle injury. This this dude's been questionable with an ankle injury as long as I've been alive. <laughs> Are they just questioning that he has an ankle? or I don't know. It's, 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 wild. it's deteriorating before our very eyes. So um, for the Raiders, it's a little bit different. Uh, Darren Waller out with a hamstring injury. Uh, they are hopeful Hunter Renfro will play. And the big, beautiful boy, Foster, Foster Moreau, is Moreau. off the injury report. Yes. Uh, if you are des- is he your new tight end 25 locker? Oh, no, he's much higher than that. Yes. Yeah, you could you could probably play him. Yeah. Where do you Quentin have? All right. All right, so Walker, while Walker's doing that, I would just like to point out the Houston Texans are middle of the pack against uh, tight ends. But um, I would still say play Foster Moreau because that is the man. He's the he, dude. He is he is him, as the kids say. <laughs> they do say that. The kids do say they do be saying that. All right, Mike, what is your big question for this game? Um, I don't know why I put up, but what what do you guys think about um, what, what do you think Adams? Uh, now I know why. What output do you think Adams is going to produce with um, him being matched up with uh, Stingley? I think that Devonte Adams will treat Derek Stingley like he is a sideline uh, equipment guy and Damn. just shove him out of the way. Wow. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Stingley a lot. He's been very good so far this season. But you know, Devonte Adams is a different kind of animal with his releases. So, um. I would guess that Stingley has, you know, holds his own, has some nice plays, but I would still think Adams should be productive in this game. So I, I think he's, you know, definitely a top 10 receiver this week. Yeah, the only worries I would have is uh, what price would he be in DFS? You know, he could not return his price in DFS. But other than that, I'm, 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 I'm not too worried about Devonta Adams. No, I, I wouldn't be worried about Adams. Okay. All right. Uh, so... We're starting Adams, obviously. We're starting Josh Jacobs. Yep. Uh, some people call him Brandon Jacobs, Mike, just so you know. Shut up, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff called him Brandon Jacobs, and now every time he brings up Josh Jacobs, he's like, you know some people call him Brandon Jacobs. <laughs> you do that. You're the only one. I'm going to make it happen. Um, so how is Brandon Jacobs today? Uh, well, he he, Retired. he plays for the Raiders. So. <laughs> he does? Okay. Retired. Um, where was I? Oh, uh, Hunter Renfro probably don't want to play him with the injury. What about Mac Hollins? who has been getting weirdly involved. A lot of air yards over the last few weeks. Desperation play. Oh yeah. 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 If you're desperate, sure. But he's wide receiver 46 for me. Yeah. So he's, he is a guy whose name you should know. Um, I would rather start Paris Campbell. Oh man. Talk about Paris Campbell is running a lot shorter routes. Um, and Hollins is only good for like one or two targets a game. That's going to go like 60 to 50 to 60 yards and now be it. All right. Um, and then we already talked about Foster Moreau. He's kind of like a, a streamable guy, but kind of, I think on the bottom end of the streamers, just because uh, they could just take all those targets and not give them to Foster Moreau. All those Darren Waller targets. They usually uh, do when he has to play though. That, I mean, they usually do, but uh, we haven't seen what it looks like with Devontae Adams around. That's true. Yeah, you're right. So um, 
for Houston, uh, we're not playing Davis Mills. We're not playing Nico Collins. We're not playing Brevin Jordan. Uh, we are playing Damian Pierce. Are we playing Brandon Cooks, who, like I said, has weirdly been a bust this year? Um, are we starting Brandon Cooks? I don't think you can with any confidence, no. Mike? Um, no, I... Yeah, he's. I think he's toast. You think he's toast? He's oh, toast. no. No. I think he's in a... a uh, Not my boy. I think he's in a lower level uh, Deontay Johnson problem. I mean, he has uh, eight targets per game this year. They just don't matter. Right. The, they're, they're low quality targets and the offense isn't working. So yeah. He's getting yeah, a bunch of like... Definitely not working. Four for Mike's, 45. Mike's trying to say Brandon Cooks is, is cooked. To protect his boy, Davis Mills. That's what I it am. Is. Yes, that, exactly. I got to protect Davis Mills on all counts, all fronts. Mike's Mike's the uh, principal Skinner meme, but he's like, is it is Davis Mills bad? It's like, no, no it's, it's Brandon Cooks who is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's Brandon Cooks who is wrong. All right. Um, pretty straightforward game. I mean, you're starting Pierce, you're starting Devontae. Adam. Oh, Derek Carr. Usually a borderline uh, quarterback one. What do we think of this matchup against the Texans? It's actually not a very good matchup. Uh, Texans not great, uh, or not not uh, not a not actually bad against opposing quarterbacks. So I would stay away from Carr. Okay, Mike, what do you think? Yeah, if it's not a good matchup, then Carr's not going to do anything with his legs. So it's going to have to come through the air, and if that's going to be difficult, then. To me, when you're already a borderline 12, quarterback 12, then it's probably a quarterback 15, 16 that he's going to produce. Walker, are there any potential, uh, I don't know, stashes that sickos might make in this game? Uh, Funny that you mentioned that, Jeff, because uh, I have Brandon Bolden as my running back 35 on the week. Houston is league worst at giving up uh, fantasy points to opposing running backs. So I expect Josh Jacobs to have another fantastic game. And I expect Brandon Bolden to get involved a little bit, spelling him. So, um, yeah, I, I think Bolden is going to have a usable game this week. BPR, cool. BPR boy. Yeah, and that's uh, during this episode, somebody in my 16-team industry league added Brandon Bolden. So there are folks out there who agree with Walker if you need a second opinion. That's right. Um, i it more and more. Folks, they're they're adding him 10 times, 15 times. It's incredible. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got Vegas winning this one. Yes. All right. The next game, uh, uh, which we all have Casey winning, is somehow the consensus game of the week, which gives you an idea of how bad the games are this week. Uh, Casey 4-2 at San Francisco 3-3, three and 48.5 three, point over under, Chiefs three-point favorites. I actually did not check this with the addition of, of uh, Christian McCaffrey. Let's see if the lines change. I think it's KC two and a half now. Yeah, it's KC two and a half. I have K. I see from uh, uh, from ESPN, who I'm trying to use what see what sports book they use. Uh, Caesars. They have uh, 49 over under KC two point favorite. So it has gotten closer to the Niners. Uh, KC has no injuries. Uh, the Niners had a bunch of injuries last week, and most of them are coming back. Trent Williams is coming back. Mike McGlinchey is coming back. Samson Ebukam is coming back. Nick Bosa coming back. Jimmy Ward coming back. Uh, Mooney Ward uh, and Talanoa Hufunga are both questionable with injuries. Hufunga! Ooh, Hufunga. Hufunga's just got a clear concussion protocol. 
Um, my question for this one is uh, Christian McCaffrey. The real Bufonga. question is. The real question is, is uh, we don't think Christian McCaffrey is going to do much this week, uh, you know, coming in on Friday. But how do we think this changes the 49ers offense going forward? Uh, less, less targets for Kyle Juszczyk and Jawan Jennings. And those all go to McCaffrey. And then McCaffrey gets the lion's share of the carries as well. So, you know. I think McCaffrey will still be very productive. Uh, maybe he scores a couple more touchdowns here or there. And uh, maybe he doesn't quite get as many touches, but I'm sure he'll be more efficient in San Francisco than he was in an abysmal Carolina offense. So, yeah, I think he's going to continue to be very productive. I think he's still a top five running back, no problem. Mike, uh, what do you think this does uh, to this Chris McCaffrey edition? What do you think it means for the weapons in San Francisco? San Francisco. I swallowed my co. Well, yeah, I think there's going to be less to go around, which doesn't is not great for people who are managers of D. Bell Samuel and George Kittle and those kind of guys, because now you have to feed Christian McCaffrey and they're going to feed him a lot because he's their brand new toy. And they should feed him a lot because he's a cool brand new toy. And uh, it's, yeah, unfortunately for the rest of the team, it's going to be less of. But for the team itself, it's pretty, pretty awesome. What did they, what did, I, I, I haven't looked it up, but what did they get? What was the trade details? McCaffrey? Uh, second, third, and fourth this year and a fifth next year. That's and the it? Niners, yeah, the Niners have a boatload of thirds too. Wow. Because uh, Mike McDaniel... Um, he doesn't look it, but he's uh, half African American, so they get a comp pick for him. And Robert Sala, uh, also a minority, they got a comp pick for him. And then next in next year's draft, they're gonna get comp picks for um, uh, D'Amico Ryan's is probably gonna get hired, and then Jimmy Garoppolo signing somewhere. If he signs as a starting quarterback, they're gonna get a third for him as well. Wow. So, so, so the trade kind of for free, more or less. Somebody's like, oh, if you look at the trade chart and add up all the picks, it's the equivalent of the fourth overall pick. That's not how this works. No. Sorry. No. <laughs> the no, Niners did not give up the equivalent of the fourth. Go to the guy with the fourth overall pick and say, I'll give you a second, third, fourth, and next year's fifth, and see see how quickly they reject that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, let's get to uh, the trivia question for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there's been much ado about uh, how... Christian McCaffrey's father, Ed McCaffrey. Walker, don't worry, there's no sound for this one. How Ed McCaffrey played for the 49ers. He played one season for the 49ers. Ed McCaffrey played from uh, the late 80s to the early 2000s. Which legendary 49ers quarterback was his quarterback when he played for the 49ers in his one season? Because it could be either. It could be, it's either going to be Joe Montana or Steve Young. Well, it's got to be Steve Young. Does it? Yeah, it's Steve Young. If if it has to be Steve Young. Yeah, I was trying to tr- I was trying to trick you guys, but because he uh, didn't actually yeah. play in the eighties, he first played in nineteen ninety one. Yeah, <laughs> it's Steve Young. All right, you okay, both get a. I had Ed McCaffrey on a lot of teams. Oh my God, Walker, how old were you in nineteen ninety four when Ed McCaffrey played for the Forty ers I was not alive. Correct. <laughs> How does that make you feel, Mike? I'm old. All right. Walker has 
Three just points. the way you're saying Ed McCaffrey seemed like you were saying like how old Ed McCaffrey is like he's a, and I'm like no I I had him on my fantasy football team. So. Oh man, man alive. Mike, Mike. Had, Mike was playing fantasy football before I was born. That's, that's it's, it's crazy. That is a little bit yeah. Yeah, what's what's uh what's wild is you know people talk about oh I used to like you know we used to manually tabulate the scores you know, on, on, yeah. on Monday morning. And when I hear about that, and then I told somebody that you used to have to pay for stat tracker, I think it was a kosh. And he was like, you had to what? I was like, yeah, on Yahoo, you had to pay $10 for stat tracker. He was like, what? And now I know how people, how, how people felt when I said you had to ma- do the scores manually. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I, I, uh, I had no idea about having to pay for stat tracker, but I, I never played on Yahoo until, uh, the football absurdity league. Oh yeah. We so uh here's a little story. Uh back in 2003, I think it was when we, I did my first fantasy sports league, it was fantasy basketball, and uh we all had to uh gather around a computer between periods to see what our scores were in our roto league. And then I got a debit card with a Visa logo, so I bought Stat Tracker and then everybody had my password. We shared Stat Tracker among my league. So, uh yeah, that that's my story. All right. Uh in this one, are we starting uh for the Chiefs? We're starting are we starting Clyde Edwards Alaire? No. I went from question to statement to question on that. <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm not either. Not not against the 49ers defense. Yeah, they should be back at full strength too for this one. Or uh, some modicum of full strength. Um, what about Juju Smith-Schuster? Ugh, no. Uh, you can, but in in three wide receiver leagues, yes. In two wide receiver leagues, eh, I'd rather not. Okay. Um, we're starting Patrick Mahomes. We're starting Travis Kelsey. Are we starting anybody else on the Chiefs? None of the deep wide receivers, right? No, no, no. No. Okay, on the 49ers side, you're starting Debo, Kittle. Uh, are we starting, if he's active, Christian McCaffrey? Yeah, you have to. Yeah, I don't see how you don't. I don't expect a lot. I think he'd be on a, a snap count, but mm-hmm. just because he doesn't know, like, the plays yet. I mean, Yeah, they said he's going to probably just play in, like, the red zone to start sure. off. Because, yeah, I can see that. Because you could just go... Christian, line up in the slot and run this route. Yeah. <laughs> Christian, we're going to hand you the ball. <laughs> yeah. Run through the A gap. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so I can see I, that for sure. Yeah. I think you have to. And if he's inactive, you're still going to start Jeff Wilson Jr. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what about handsome James Garoppolo? Chiefs are top five in fancy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks. Mostly because uh, teams have to throw to keep up with them. Are you going to start Jimmy Garoppolo, who has uh, between 250 and 300 yards in the last two games with two touchdowns in each game and uh, two picks last week, but none the week before? Yeah, I think you can play him. Um, He's QB 10 for me this week. You know, good matchup. He's been throwing a lot. He's going to have to throw a lot in this one as well. So, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I I think he should be a, a solid play. Yeah, I think. Let me see check real quick um i think i have i know i have jimmy garoppolo and scott fishbowl but i also think i have um uh 
But yeah, just real quick, Mike's got to check his 64 leagues. So. Yeah. yeah um, we'll, Mike's we'll like, be, I have. We'll be Mike's... right back. <laughs> Take a station break. Eat a snack. Um, After these messages. Messages. We'll be, <laughs> we'll be right. right back. Um. Okay, so Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo. I would start Garoppolo. I would also start Garoppolo. My question was going to be, did Garoppolo enter the Carr and Cousins tier for now, for the rest of the season with this Christian McCaffrey edition? Because he's not going to get any better, but uh, he will have more three air yard passes that go 20 yards after this. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that he's a solid, he's he's a high-end streamer slash like low-end quarterback one. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of the group I was, the tier I was asking about. Yeah, like he'll be like QB 13. Okay. Mike, Patrick Mahomes or Jimmy Garoppolo in this one? Uh, Patty. Patty Mahomes. All right. Uh, Walker, same question. Patrick Mahomes, yeah. All right. Chiefs clean sweep for us, including the 49ers fan. Uh, driving two hours down to San Francisco knowing my team's going to lose is a tradition for me now. All right. Uh, in this game, this next game, we got Seattle 3-3, three and three, Chargers 4-2. and two. Uh, this one will be in SoFi Stadium, uh, 51 point over under Chargers, six and a half point favorites. Uh, Tyler Lockett is unlikely to play. Uh, he's questionable, but he's on the like, pessimistic side of questionable is what Roto World said uh, with a hamstring injury. And then uh, Josh Palmer, Donald Parham are both out with concussions. Keenan Allen is a true questionable with a hamstring injury. Um, so if you're waiting around for Keenan Allen, you do have lots of pivots and like the Casey uh san francisco game or um that's pretty much it i guess is all the all the depth wide receivers on kc um walker what is your one big question for this game uh are we starting all of the main guys who are playing in this game with the over under being 51 it should be very high scoring uh yeah i would uh my only hesitation would be as if Keenan Allen actually you know what they're not going to put Keenan Allen out there at this point if he's not a full go so whoever plays I'm playing him yeah I agree I mean I have Herbert and Gino as QB5 and QB7 Eckler RB2 Kenneth Walker RB8 um you're playing DK you know especially now with the, he's the only show in town um uh sorry I lost my train of thought you're playing Mike Williams, um, you're playing Keenan Allen, and you're playing Gerald Everett. Yeah, I, I agree. The only exception is uh, in leagues where you have Zach Ertz and Gerald Everett and you already made the wrong decision, um, right, then right. you won't then then you won't be playing Gerald Everett, uh, like me, everywhere. Good job. Folks, I did it. Um, <laughs> if there's no Donald Parham, if there's no Josh Palmer, which there's not, if there's no Keenan Allen, which we're not sure yet, is there another receiver on the Chargers that we can look towards other than Mike Williams? I'm talking like, is is could DeAndre Carter or Trey McKitty be sneaky if people are trying to think about them? Um, Yeah, maybe Carter. He's been involved a little bit. Um, he seems to have a consistent like three or four target role, so... Yeah, if all three of those guys were out, I could see Carter maybe getting seven or eight targets and, uh, you know, being like a cheap DFS play or a deep league flex. But, um, yeah, not not someone I want to rely on. Mike, what do you think? Um, what, What's the question again? Uh, So there's going to be no Palmer, no Parham in this one. If Keenan Allen is out, 
Mm-hmm. Would you trust maybe a DeAndre Carter or a Trey McKitty to, to play in this one if you're desperate? I would trust DeAndre Carter more. Um, Trey McKitty, no. Um, it's more likely that Everett gets more targets, right? Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, so, we're yeah, we're starting everyone in this game. Pretty straightforward. What about the, the Seattle tight ends? Will Disley, Noah Fant, they're starting to they, – they pop up from time to time. Would you start one of them and just hope that you started the correct one? Yeah, I don't know which one's most consistent. Even um, the other guy, I can't remember his name right now from Seattle. Colby um, Parkinson? Yeah, how how could I forget Colby Parkinson from Stanford? Um, oh, quick yeah. quick thought, uh, quick just quick fact. Do you know who else is from Stanford? Yeah, no. John Elway. 49ers legend Christian McCaffrey. That is very true. You know who else is from Stanford? Andrew uh, Former 49ers coach Jim Harbaugh, who will be at the game this weekend. Why is Harbaugh coming to the game? Oh, they're doing 10-year anniversary of the Super Bowl team. Oh, okay. Yeah, so because it's it's alumni week is what they're calling it, because they're doing Bryant Young's induction to the Ring of Honor, and then they're also going to do the 2012 Super Bowl team. It's going to do stuff, too. So Uh, Is T.O. in the Ring of Honor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was at uh, there's a guy in my home league who's obsessed with Terrell Owens. I remember taking a picture and sending it to the group uh, group thread being like because they do a little speech. I was like, it's your boy, T.O. Nice. Um, Nothing like that one playoff game with him and Steve Young in that pass where he almost fell down and connected with Terrell Owens. The catch, too. Yeah, and yeah. Terrell Owens gets absolutely murdered by like four separate guys at the same time exactly. and still he- holds on to it somehow. After yep. dropping the ball on uh, like every single pass play, he was targeted, and then he catches that one for the winner. Yep. All right. Uh, I forgot where I got. Oh, we were talking about Colby Parkinson to Christian McCaffrey to Jim Harbaugh. I was like, how did we get on the Niners? Uh, <laughs> all right, Walker, who's your win loser draw for this one? Uh, DK Metcalf, Mike Williams, Gerald Everett. Uh, I think Mike Williams continues to be the winner because he is always the winner when Keenan Allen's not there, and I doubt Keenan Allen plays. It wasn't uh, last week. Well, okay, that's true. Okay, you're correct. Okay, then fine. Gerald Everett's the winner because he's the winner when Keenan Allen doesn't play. Mm, okay, well, I suppose I have to accept that. Uh, Mike Williams is the draw, and DK Metcalf is the loss because he will not connect with Geno Smith. I think the Geno train might be uh, derailing. Ooh. Yeah, maybe. Look out for that. If that's the case, then I agree. I think Metcalf... Is a loss. Mike Will with the win and Everett with the draw. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll agree with Jeff. Everett win. Uh, Metcalf loss. Williams draw. Okay. And I forgot to ask uh, about Geno Smith. Um, you yeah, know, you're I'm. Playing. You're playing him. Geno Smith or Jimmy Garoppolo? Smith. Mike. The, he'll, he'll run a little bit. So. Um, Garoppolo, Geno. That secondary of the Chargers is pretty tough. I, I'd probably go Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. Uh, Gino or Jacoby Brissett? Gino. Yeah. Gino. Gino or Justin Herbert? <laughs> Justin Herbert. Herbie. Okay. Notice Herbs is off, finally off the injury report with his ribs, so he might finally be good. all good um, from that injury. The doctor said he was fine. The The Chargers team doctor said he was fine, so. Can we yeah, trust we, that guy? We all know it's okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. Whatever Chargers team doctor it is, we know we can't trust him. All right. Uh, next game. Oh, we got a clean sweep for the Chargers. Yes. And we got Sunday night football. Waiting all day for uh, Pittsburgh and Miami. Two and four. Pittsburgh travels to three and three. Miami is 44 and a half point over under Miami. Seven point favorites. Uh, the concussion boys for Pittsburgh are cleared. Pat Fryermouth and why did I say his name? Half Firemouth, half uh, <laughs> Fryermouth. Pat Fryermouth and Kenny Pickett are cleared from concussion protocols for Miami. Uh, Jalen Waddle, Zayvon Howard, and Taron Armstead are all questionable but should play. And uh, let's get the trivia going. All right. So um, this question is uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle have over 500 receiving yards each. What was the last duo to have 500 or more receiving yards each in the first six games of the season? And your clue is it was in 2020. I'll give you another clue. It was the NFC West. I'm going to, geez, I don't know. Um, nobody from the Saints. And that's not even the West. That's um, the old NFC West. <laughs> that is old. Um, DK, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. All right, that's Walker's guess. Well, it can't be the Cardinals. I think, yeah, I'd have to go. With, I agree with that. Would be the, it's not the Falcons. Like, why, why am I keep going? Mike, to the what old- year is this? <laughs> Right now, it's like 1997, or maybe even before that. I was hoping the NFC West thing would trip you guys up, because you you would think maybe Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. No. But it was DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Okay, so. What's that? I just said sweet. Oh, I thought you said wait. Yep, All right. you got it. Good job, Walker. So, Walker wins this week. Do you guys want to do the tiebreaker? Yeah, let's do it anyway. All right. Christian McCaffrey averages 6.09 receptions per game for his career. If he keeps this pace with the 49ers, how many games will he need to have more receptions than his father had as a member of the 49ers? So Ed McCaffrey played one season with the Niners. How Uh, many games would he need? And this is whoever gets closest. Two. Mike? Yeah, I don't remember McCaffrey doing much with the 49ers. Um... So I'm going to say, yeah, it's got to be pretty low. It's got to be, I'm just going to go three just to be different. It's two. Ed McCaffrey had 11 receptions on 14 targets. Yeah, he didn't do jack. No, he didn't do anything uh, for the 49ers. So, um, all righty. For this game, my question, and this is going to be directed towards the uh, Chase Edmonds stand in the group. Is this Chase Edmonds' last stand for our fantasy rosters? Uh, no. Last week. Yeah, Ooh. no, he shouldn't be on him anyway. Okay. I wanted to ask the the person who is most uh, most up on Chase Edmonds. So the last, hold, Edmonds, but, the last holdout. Yeah, I love Chase Edmonds, but yeah, you should not have him on your roster. Walker is those, uh, those uh, Japanese soldiers that were in islands in the Pacific. Didn't know the war was over. Yeah. <laughs> the last hold, the last holdouts. Wait, Chase Edmonds isn't playing? <laughs> Wait, 
Why? Wait, who is Raheem Mostert? We can stop. Yeah. Miles Gaskin? He's back? <laughs> uh, so we all agree that uh, Chase Edmonds is a guy that you can just off your roster. Released. Get him well, out. I guess I guess at this point, hang on to him just in case Mostert gets hurt this week. But if he doesn't, when waivers come around, then you can ditch him. Sure, fine. All right, uh, Miami. We are starting everybody except for. Are we starting Mike Gesicki? No. <laughs> no. Are we not... starting Tua Tungovailoa? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think so. He's right. QB eight for me this week, so okay. I I think. You know, pretty good matchup. I I think he'll be good. Um, yeah, you gotta like the matchup. Yeah, not uh, not not uh, not too great on defense, especially because Mika Fitzpatrick. I didn't put it in the notes, but he's been banged up this week. Um, yeah. and no T.J. Watt. Obviously, he's been missing for a while. Um, so you're starting Waddle. You're starting Tyreek. You're starting Raheem Mostert. Um, yeah, in most cases, RB twenty for me on the week. Okay, on the other side. Uh, is there anybody you want to start for Pittsburgh? Nope. I really do think Deontay Johnson's going to have a good game. Okay. But I can understand not wanting to start him just because the production simply hasn't been there. Yeah. And uh, nobody even mentioned a certain uh, first-round fantasy pick this year. Yeah, I mean, Najee Harris is a guy, again, you can play him. I I wouldn't be excited about it, but I can understand playing him certainly. Yeah, and then Pat Fryermuth is a you know, I guess. Yeah, I have Fryermuth is tight end eight. I think you can play Fryermuth. Okay, Mike, what do you think about Firemouth this week going up against uh, a Miami team that is ninth in fancy points allowed to tight ends? He's a blob guy, so I mean, if you have no other options, then sure. Um, or we're options then you sure, don't, but you don't sound very excited about it no yeah. I, I i don't get excited about blob tight ends uh cool. there's only one blob tight end i get excited about and his name is geraldo everett geraldo all right uh we have a clean miami sweep in this one uh as it should be uh last game of the week monday night football chicago bears two and four travel to new england uh three and three 39 and a half point over under New England, seven and a half point favorites. No injuries noted for Chicago in this one. For New England, uh, Damian Harris was a full participant on Friday uh, coming off of a hamstring injury. And Mac Jones was also a full participant coming off of an ankle injury. Uh, he will be the QB1 again for now. No, he still will be. I know. People are saying, should Bailey Zappi be the starting quarterback? No, he should. No. No. The, this this dude's name is Bailey Zappi. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be All right, there. Walker, what is your big question for this game? Uh, over under two and a half players were starting in this game. Under. under. Wow, okay. I would, I would start Jacoby Myers. I would start Ramondre Stevenson. Yep. I would start David Montgomery, too, in most cases. Uh... Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, with bye weeks. So I will yeah. I will say push. Okay. I, yeah, say I, have, push. I have Montgomery as a fart this week, so. Yeah. Young as a fart. Uh, Mike doesn't listen to Oh, yeah, to Mike's not on episode. Twitter. Oh, yeah, uh, so I came up with a new term. It's called a flex f- fart or flex start. Yeah, the uh-huh. fart. It's a guy oh, that's, like, fart. right at the bottom of, like, RB2 or wide receiver 2. Uh-huh. So 
um, you're not excited about starting him, but you probably have to in most circumstances. Right. You guys are my farts of the week. I mean, they're they're a player that you look uh, that you overlook, so they're silent, but they could do well for you, so they could be deadly. They could be dead silent, but yeah, yeah like that would be a sneaky fart. Yeah, this like you know, Be- you know Benjamin was my sneaky fart this week, and he yep. was really good. So he was a good fart, man. one for one on the sneaky farts. He was ripping it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, Mike, over under two and a half players are starting in this game. I was I was going under, but I'm I'm going to have to go over with the fart of the week. The fu- fu- right. fu- 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 we, we need to get a sound drop for that. <laughs> fu- 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 fart fu- fu- fart we. We. And then it just goes like. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's got to do a bunch of like. <laughs> and then at the end, it just goes. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, so I, Walker's question actually goes through all the starter sits. Uh, don't start any quarterback. Uh, don't start any tight end. Uh, start Jacoby Myers. Um, you can start three running backs in this game. If you want to start Damian Harris, you can, I'm not going to stop you. I'm not your parents. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend doing that though. I wouldn't do it, but I'm not going to stop you. And then Darnell Mooney, uh, I have as a sit this week because, uh, uh, Bill Belichick and, uh, just absolutely obliterating a young quarterback name him more iconic duo. Like, yeah. So I think Justin Fields is going to get killed this weekend and it'll kill Darnell Mooney as well. Yeah. I wouldn't play Mooney. Yeah. All right, Walker, win, lose, or draw for this very straightforward game. Yeah, it's the three guys. Uh, David Montgomery, Ramondre Stevenson, and Jacoby Myers. Uh, Jacoby Myers, draw, uh, eight for 70. Sure. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, win, 100 yards and a touchdown. David Montgomery, loss, 65 yards rushing, 23 yards on three catches received. I mean, that wouldn't be, that'd be a good loss, honestly. I mean, David Montgomery has very narrow range of outcomes. He yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say I'll say Stevenson. Uh, Stevenson win. Sure. Um, yeah, Eighty-five yards, a touchdown, three catches. Uh, Myers draw seven for seventy-five, and Montgomery lost, but he has like you know fifty-three rushing yards and nineteen receiving yards. Yep. All right. Anything else that anybody wants to talk about from this game? Or any game? No. No, we're done. That's all you get. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye.